Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. I hug my mom and my mom hugs me and she squeezes me and I squeeze her back and it's a very loving embrace. Um, and I probably would say that. With Riley, I'll have that. Mm-hmm. But with Cooper, I don't know when I when that was gonna when that's gonna stop. I don't know when it stopped with me and my dad. When did I stop calling? Yeah. When did I stop calling my dad daddy? Yeah. <laughs> You're listening to the Laughing Couple podcast with your hosts Brittany and Ryan Ostafi. Join them weekly as they discuss topics such as relationships, kids, sex, parenting, all unfiltered and all with a healthy dose of laughter. Please welcome your hosts, Brittany and Ryan Ostafi. Okay. Whoa. Welcome to the evening news. That was a little bit of a spiky. Am I loud? Yeah. Okay. I'll, oh, chick, 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 one. Siblings, siblings. Okay, we're good. Um, what a start. <laughs> what a start. Although we're like, we're ready. We're not ready. Okay. It doesn't yeah. matter. Um, where are we going to start? Brit. Yeah. This is the worst start to our podcast in the history of ever. Let's just sketch it. Okay. Let's start. I'm going to start. You don't have an, I love you and you're annoying. No, I don't think so. I don't have an, I love you and you're annoying two weeks in a row. Very proud of us. I know. Great job. This whole like talking about it in the moment versus waiting until we record. Is it really does. Very helpful. It does help us because it allows us to not like build up that resentment. And Wednesday to Wednesday, because that's when we record is on Wednesday. That's a, that's a long Ooh, gap to hold on to things. It is. And, and it does happen. Like there's definitely times where we're like, you know what? I've been in the position before where we both have where like we have so much going on that week. And either like I've done something to piss you off or you've done something to piss me off. And like, I feel it. And we both are just like, we don't have time for that this we week. Don't like, have time. We don't have time to have the conversation effectively. Yeah. So we'll like store it elsewhere, knowing that it is building. And the podcast, like, I feel like provides a safe space to have it because we're technically live and Jake's here. So we can't get it. I mean, we're pretty honest. Like when, I mean, you would say we're pretty honest. Like sometimes you're like, I don't know what to do here. It's awkward for Jake. It is, but it, it does help. So Jake, maybe you, and maybe this can be like a, um, you don't have to have a podcast to do it, but just have like, uh, what are those things called where it's like, like throwback. No, but like throwback Thursday, we could have like accountability Wednesday or like those don't resentment. Well, thanks. (laughs) (laughs) 
We got to come up with like an acronym. Accountability. What's that? <laughs> Accountability. Not quite yet. That's, did you just make that up? No, it's a song. It's called Responsibility. Oh my God. I was like, that, that is so good. Responsibility. Not quite yet. But I feel like the term would probably be um, resentment. Mm, resentment. Resentment Monday. No. Resentment Tuesday. No. Not, there's no R's. <laughs> <laughs> resentment Wednesday. <laughs> resentment Wednesday. Wednesday. It's just the Scooby Doo version. Okay, so I uh, let's dive into this. This is uh, this is a sentimental conversation. Mm. I think we usually end in a very sentimentalish way, or we end in a fight. But uh, today we are neither going to do uh, both of those. Uh, yeah. We are going to neither. What we are we're not going to end we're in not, a sentimental way. We're not going to we do either. We are not going to do either, and okay. we're not going to end in a fight. Well, sure. well who I knows? certainly hope not, Karen. The day is young. Okay, oh, so. Oh, don't. We're, that's a part of it. But that's, but I'm not, okay. Oh, okay, I, I, anyways. I, 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 so I heard this thing the other day, and I did not know this. We've been to Disney. I went when I was a kid. You went when, you went a couple times when you well, were a kid. Well, hold on. We went to Magic, you. Magic Kingdom. And we went to Magic Kingdom with the kids uh, this last year. In, what? Yeah, two no. years ago. Yeah. It anyways. Was anyway. Does it matter? Yeah. We went there. Okay. Uh, so we went there. And here's what I did not know about Disney. Jake, did you know that there is a hug rule at Disney? No, Jake did not know. Mm. And I didn't know either. And you didn't know this either. So here's the so hug sweet. rule in Disney. And this is the coolest thing. In Disney, when you are a caricature, so whether you're a princess, whether you're Mickey, whether you're Donald Duck, it doesn't really matter. If you're in a suit or if you're pretending to be a character and you work for Disney mm-hmm. and a child hugs you, you are not allowed to pull away from the child until the child pulls away from you. Meaning the hug lasts as long as the child wants, wants the to. hug to last. Some say they're still hugging. Yeah, some say it's not ever. And so this woman was talking about this hug rule and she sat there and she's, she's recording her daughter hugging Cinderella and the hug lasts so long. Mm -hmm. And she recognized in that conversation or in that experience that she never hugs her daughter as long as her daughter hugged Cinderella. And so when they came back from Florida, their trip to Florida, she experimented and said to herself, self, I'm going to consciously not pull away from my daughter and I'm going to see how long my daughter hugs me. Mm-hmm. And she cried mm-hmm. because as long as she didn't push away, her daughter just stayed there. And I'm going to do this with Cooper and I'm going to do this with Riley because I don't realize, and I, maybe I'm going to do this with you. <laughs> I don't realize how, like, I love hugging. I'm a, I'm a, I like the connection. As we know, I'm a, more of a touch guy. Um, that can be, that can be taken weird. I, <laughs> eh, it, oh, it I was, hope you yeah. cut this weirdly. Validated. It was. Um, I, I like, like I like physical, I like physical touch yeah. for, for connection. Uh-huh. Um, but I can say with confidence that I am probably more than likely the one that pushes away mm-hmm from Riley and Cooper before Riley and Cooper push away from me. You, on the other hand, push away from me before I push away. I'm going to keep hugging me, <laughs> but I, I'm going to be fascinated when the kids come home from school, when I give them a hug or when they ask for a hug or I can tell that they need a hug. I'm going to be fascinated to see how long they hug me for. I did it with Cooper this morning. Did you? It was a very long time. Yeah. Yeah. Like I was doing my makeup and he, well, first of all, I went, it was eight, he slept till eight o'clock. So I went in and I was like, you okay? Because he usually doesn't sleep that long. 
So I, I went in the room's pitch black and I just snuggled up beside him. And it was so cute. He like literally was fully asleep, took his hand and then just like placed it on my face. It was just like asleep. And I was like, oh, my God, I could die here. So <laughs> that would be so tragic. So I just said, anyway. you imagine you woke up. You're just. Yeah. I so killed my mom. I uh, I cuddled with him for a bit. And then I said, like, you can wake up soon, baby. I'm going to go get ready. So then I went into um, our bedroom and I started getting ready and he came in and then he's like cute and whatever and came up and he sat he came and sat on my lap. He literally sat there. I want to say for a solid four minutes, like we didn't say a single word and he was just hugging me and I was like, single tear just dropped down. It was so sweet. Could you imagine? And I encourage all of you, I don't care how young or how old your children are when they come in and they initiate a hug. Don't stop hugging them until they're done hugging. Mm -hmm. I guarantee you, you will probably feel not so good about yourself. And at the same time, be like, this is magical. Hugs are magical. Yeah. The fact that your kids hug you is magical. I remember oh, this is a very, not famous, but this is a well-known thing. It's like, you'll never know the last time you pick your kid up. Oh my God. Right. That literally like stabs me in the gut every time I hear that. And you don't I, know the last time is the last time. You don't know. It just is the last time. And then one day you realize, oh, I haven't picked my kid up in a long time. Oh, when was that last time? And maybe then you will pick them up and, yeah. and you'll be like, this is probably the last time that was, they, were, they got really heavy. Mm -hmm. But I look at like my dad as an example of this. Uh, my dad and I, as you know, and, and we've shared this numerous times on the podcast, we're extremely close. Like my dad and I are, are best friends. Um, and the conversations that we have, I recognize are unique mm -hmm. in that space. And as close as I am with my dad, I hug my dad in a manly, good to see you, nice seeing you. Yeah. It was nice seeing you kind of way. I don't remember the last time I embraced my father in a hug hug mm -hmm. um, outside of like a manly, like pat each other on the back hug. I hug your dad like that. Do you? Mm -hmm. Let's see how long. You, let's see how that long. That's so weird. You know what? When you, hug, your dad hug a lot. when you hug my dad next time, <laughs> just let him hug you until he's done. Okay. See how awkward it gets. Yeah, that would be awkward. <laughs> but I, I look at like, I know for me, I hug my mom. I hug my mom and my mom hugs me and she squeezes me and I squeeze her back. And it's a very, um, it's a very loving embrace. Um, and I probably would say that with Riley, I'll have that. Mm -hmm. But with Cooper, I don't know when I, when that was going to, when that's going to stop. I don't know when it stopped with me and my dad. When did I stop calling? <laughs> when did I stop calling my dad, daddy? Yeah. <laughs> Bye, Daddy. I, like, I shouldn't have looked at Jake. I knew no, as soon as okay, I asked that. Like, can you imagine though? The next time you're on, like, the next time you're on the phone, you have this great conversation with your dad, and you're like, he's like, "Love you, son." You're like, "Love you, Daddy." Well, <laughs> well, no. The reason I say it is because Cooper calls me Dad, Dad, but and I think Daddy. The problem is, Rye, is your voice changes when you say Daddy. Yeah, like you're well, not like I. It's not like you kept your voice and the same I tone. Just look straight. I you were just like, I don't remember the that. last time I called my dad Daddy. Like yeah. you were like Daddy. I don't remember the last time I called my dad, daddy. Yeah. It's still, it still, still doesn't, wrong. It's still that it's still, good. And you know what? Shame on us. I know. Shame on us that, yeah. that it feels awkward mm. and shame on us that we're making ourselves wrong for shame. it. He is my daddy. <laughs> 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 I 
<laughs> I can't do it. I can't do it. Ah, dad, <laughs> I love daddy. you. You listen to this every once in a while. If you're hearing this, I, love I still dad. call my dad daddy. Yeah, and that's and it's okay. Not weird. Yeah, I know. And I it's okay. It. But and, you're and, right. You're right. Going back to like the issue is that you're right. You don't ever know when it's the last time, right? Like you're you look at your life with your kids. And you don't notice the changes until you look back and everything is different. Yeah, absolutely. Now let's transition this conversation because it, it, it's sad, um, but it's, it's sad and it's a good opportunity for us to discover if you are in a situation where you don't do these things, maybe, maybe bring it back in, right? In, mm-hmm. Interject it. I am not going to do the daddy thing. I think no. I'm past that. <laughs> I think I'm good. I'll try it. I'll try it with my dad <clears throat> next time I see him and just see how he reacts to it. In fact, actually on his birthday, because we just celebrated his birthday, my dad's 69. Happy birthday, dad. Uh, we just celebrated. My daddy's did, 69. We were out for, we were out for lunch and we're going to talk about that, but we were out for lunch and I did accidentally call him daddy. Um, but he, I don't think he heard it and he may have heard it, but he ignored it. And I, and I auto corrected it to something else right after I remember it cause it happened and it was awkward, but I, it was awkward for me cause I don't know if he actually heard me. But anyways, if you did hear me, dad, I did say it. Uh, and I, I'll probably try it one more time, but okay. that's it. Anyways, have you ever had an embarrassing BO moment? I sure have. Like the time I thought the teenage boy beside me at the grocery store stunk only to get in my car and realize it was me. <laughs> embarrassing. But we've got the solution. Lumi whole body deodorant. Say goodbye to BO worries forever. Unlike some other deodorants, Lumi is powered by mandelic acid, a game changer for 72 hour odor control everywhere. It was inspired by patients' concerns about private part odor. Six years on and with over 300,000 five-star reviews, Lumi keeps us confident from head to toe. Plus, it's seriously safe anywhere on your body. Pits, thigh folds, belly buttons. Don't forget under boobs and vulvas. Yes, this is true. Plus butt cracks and feet. Created by an OBGYN, Lumi is clinically proven to block odor for up to 72 hours. Baking soda free, paraben free, and with fresh scents like clean tangerine, lavender sage, and toasted coconut. And for new customers, the Lumi Starter Pack has you covered with a solid stick deodorant, cream tube deodorant, two free products of your choice, and free shipping. Don't miss out. As our special offer, you get $5 off Lumi Starter Packs with code TLC at lumideodorant.com. That's right. Over 40% off your starter pack when you visit lumideodorant.com and use code TLC. That's L-U-M-E deodorant.com. Control your body odor anywhere with Lumi. I love starting my day off with a breakfast that makes me feel good. This also involves waking up before my kids to have those quiet moments of peace before the chaos. Absolutely. And Magic Spoon is perfect for that. No artificial ingredients, natural flavors, and zero artificial coloring. Plus, it's great for various lifestyles, whether you're gluten-free, soy-free, or just want to add some more protein. And the variety pack is amazing with flavors like cocoa, fruity, frosted, and peanut butter. So nostalgic. My favorite has to be frosted. It's like a guilt-free treat with zero grams of sugar, 13 to 14 grams of protein, and only four to five grams of net carbs per serving. Wholesome ingredients, no artificial flavors or dyes. It's a game changer. So if you're looking for a tasty breakfast, quick snack, or an easy meal, Magic Spoon's got you covered. Head to magicspoon.com slash TLC and don't forget to use the code TLC at checkout to save $5 off your order. And here's the best part. If you don't love it, Magic Spoon has a 100% happiness guarantee. 
They'll refund you your money, no questions asked. Try a delicious bowl of Magic Spoon cereal today at magicspoon.com slash TLC. Use code TLC to save $5. A big thanks to Magic Spoon for sponsoring this episode. So uh, good transition from Disney to Coraline. Yeah. Remember that conversation I had with you this morning? Oh, yes, yes, yes. So if you've never seen the movie Coraline, there I, I'm going to give you an opportunity to discover Coraline newly. And Have you seen it, Jake? Have you seen Jake? Yeah, animation, like it's, it's, Tim, it's, it's Tim, is Tim, it Tim Burton. Burton? Yeah. Tim Burton. Yeah, yeah, it feels like a Tim Burton movie. It is. So it's I've creepy. never actually seen the movie. Brittany, can you describe what the movie is? Because I've never seen it. I've seen yeah. parts of it. But as soon as I saw it, I'm like, wow, this is a really good learning opportunity yeah. for us, it's, for our kids. It's honestly one of Riley's favorite movies. Like she's probably watched it like 20 plus times. So basically Coraline, it's a girl who is fighting with her parents. She's definitely not getting along with them. They move to a new house. And she ends up finding this like secret passage essentially in her home. So she follows it through and she meets a version of her parents that are like amazing. There's something off about like them. Well, first of all, they have like buttons for eyes. So it's quite creepy. Um, but they do and say things that are, like lure her in. Like everything is shiny. Everything is so much better in this my, world. She calls her my other mother. Other mother. Yeah. The other mother. And everything is like hunky dory. She always wants to go back to this world, but there's a few things that are off, but against her better judgment, she just keeps going back. And then she realizes that the other mother wants her to stay, but for her to stay, she has to do very uncomfortable things. One of them being the other mother needs to take her eyeballs and sew buttons into her eyes. And essentially she like sucks her soul away. It's fucking terrifying. Riley's like, let's watch it again. Anyways, and Cooper, and Cooper is terrified. Cooper is Every scared time of, he's like, of it. Comes upstairs, mom, Riley's watching Coraline again and it scares me. Can we watch something else? Uh, I know. Um, so I was watching it and I've never seen the movie start to finish. I've seen parts of it. And then yesterday I watched uh, what I believe was like the first 20 minutes of it. And then today she came back to it before school and I watched another 20 minutes of it, but like probably in the middle of it. I have no okay. idea. I have seen the ending of it. So I know it's, I know it's super fucking creepy. Yeah. So putting these pieces together, we, Tim Burton made this movie, I don't know how many years ago. Yeah, it's not new. But it, it certainly was never designed or intended to be what I'm about to say. I would like you and I would encourage you guys to watch that movie with your children and use this movie as an example of dealing with potential predators online. It is. And, and honestly, never looked at this movie like you did. And it, it's maybe just like a conversation to bridge that topic. OK, because basically the movie talks about these strangers who claim to be people, you know, like it's her parents and they have all of these like fun, exciting, shiny things and their lies to get you to come with them. Right. Like they really are. And because that's a hard conversation to have with your kids. So um, also, I, I, this is kind of morbid because I do love the movie and maybe this will ruin the movie for your kids. Um, but it is an interesting conversation just to bring up, to say, listen, like there are going to be people online that will offer you X, Y, and Z. They'll say anything that they think that you want to hear to gain your trust, yep. because that's what it's about. It's about gaining your trust and, yep. and they'll do it. And here's the thing. I can openly admit that I believe myself to be a, a, a wonderful father but I am a much better uncle than I am a father. What? Here's what I mean by that. I completely disagree. That's like the weirdest thing you've ever said. Here's what I mean by that. When I'm with my, my nieces and my nephews, I am the best version of myself. They see happy, funny, 
uh, whimsical R- Uncle Ryan. <laughs> I'm not whimsical. No, at all. you are not. I just needed a. I needed another word, okay. and that's the one word that came to me. Got it. They see happy-go-lucky, funny Uncle Ryan, and I'm not their parent, so I I never scold them. I never discipline them. That's not I, true either. Okay, very rarely <laughs> do I scold them. Very rarely do I discipline them. I am. I just. I get. I get down on the ground with them. I play. I have fun. I wrestle. I am just. When we're together as a family, it's usually on the weekend. My phone's off. It's not near me. I'm connected. I'm also connected with my kids. They get the benefit of as well. It's not like I I just like shoo my kids away, but they only see that version of me. My children get disciplined by me. My children get scolded by me. My children see me with headaches. My children see me when I'm stressed out. My children see the full spectrum of me. My nieces and nephews see funny Uncle Ryan. So So what I would say is you're... That your nieces and nephews get to see the best version of you consistently, but that doesn't make you a better uncle than a father. Fair. Okay, fine. That was just such worded weirdly. I sure I will agree with you for the sake of moving kids, this conversation yeah. forward. But what I what, what <laughs> uh, if you could kindly shut the fuck up, that'd be great. But what I'm getting what I'm getting at is um it's easy for people to be the best version of themselves and make the parents look like they're not on the same level. If, if your kids are, if your kids have a bad day, let's say for instance, we, we got mad at Riley today. Let's as, as an example. And she went to her teacher and her teacher was loving and supportive and all mm, of the same things and, and kept saying to her like, Oh, your parents shouldn't do that. Why are your parents yeah. being so mean? It's going to be easy for Riley to lean in. And I'm not suggesting her her teacher does this, but it'd be very easy for Riley to lean into her teacher or her aunt or her grandparents or anybody like that, or her uncles, like anybody who's going to validate that we are not who we want to be and that Riley's pissed off and she has every reason to be pissed off and all those things. So when you're online, replace aunt, uncle, replace grandma, grandpa, replace teacher with stranger. Mm Mm-hmm. There are strangers that are out there that will encourage your children to not like you Mm -hmm. as parents. And by showing them that there's another way that they could possibly live, they feel heard, they feel protected, they feel validated. And the reason we're saying this is because Christmas is coming up. The Christmas holidays are coming up. And with the Christmas holidays gives you probably two weeks where your kids are not in school. Mm -hmm. And then they're not in school and you're working what are they going to go to more often than not in this generation? They're going to go to video games. And that's not a knock. It's like there, there definitely is probably going to be more screen time in the households because you're managing a lot of things and it is what it is. Like we all go through it, but because of that screen time, like I think we just have to do our due diligence as parents to make sure like games, like <laughs> Get an eyelash. games like roadblocks, Roblox is um, if you don't know, like there's a chat feature on Roblox. And if you don't turn that off, strangers because you play with strangers all around the world they can talk to your kids and a lot of people didn't know that and so there'll be messages coming up and like your kids think it's the character or whatever and that's how it starts and i think this is maybe just like a gentle psa to just be aware of the technology and how it can maybe lure or just be the platform to lure your kids in so anyways this and the is good a thing, dark and the good thing about the good thing about Coraline is it actually is frightening yeah it is scary it is scary and so what your kids get to see is exactly how people can uh what's the word groom the people can yeah. actually groom them and manipulate and manipulate them where they feel like it's safe and it's good and it's all this and then it's really 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 dark mm-hmm. so 
You have the opportunity to watch Coraline with your kids in the next couple of weeks. It's an opportunity for you to gently present to them that this actually happens in the real world, as opposed to like finding a secret hole or a, a door in your house, <laughs> finding a secret door in your house. Why are you laughing? Because I said the word hole. Secret hole. A secret hole. It's my butt. Um, <laughs> is that why you're laughing? Oh, yeah. Okay. Anyways, instead of finding a secret passage, it, that is the internet. And just so you know, roadblocks, and I have nothing against roadblocks, to be very clear. There is over three, uh, there's over, th is it 300? Yeah, 300 million active users on roadblocks. Not all of them are good. I remember watching. Well, I, the amount of adults that are on there I, is and, the scary and thing. It's a crazy amount of adults. I remember watching Cooper play the one game. It was uh, the blue, green, orange friends, the rainbow friends. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And he's hiding. And this person came into the place, the place that he's hiding. And Cooper, the only the way you win this game is that you're the last to die. So Cooper wasn't <laughs> going to leave. He wasn't going to take any risks whatsoever. And so this person came in into this hiding spot with him. And Cooper was there for an obnoxious amount of time. Like I said, I was watching him play the game. He's like, watch me play the game. I'm like, play the game. Yeah. Play the game. And he's like, I am playing the game. I'm like, you're not moving. Play the game. I'm not going to watch you play this game. I was so annoyed. <laughs> but this person stayed in the spot with him the whole time and said, do you want to talk? Would you like to talk? I'd like to talk. And I'm sitting here thinking. Is this part of the game? Yeah, because you didn't know. I didn't know. Yeah. I'm like what is this? I'm like, why is this person playing the game? Is this AI? Is this part of, yeah, for sure. It's and not, it's not, it's not. So how do you turn that feature off, Brittany? Just for people who you, don't you know. can go into settings and like, you can turn off like chat with other players. Like it's very simple. Take it off. You just have to go. In. Just take it off. Let the kids play the game. Let the kids enjoy the game. Like we used to not talking to anybody, just trying to win the damn game. Mm -hmm. Not just hide. Yeah. How are we going to segue into the next conversation? Well, here's how we can segue into the next conversation. I don't know, but <laughs> Let's talk about, let's have a conversation about what we just discovered with Riley, mean girl, Riley. And we got to be careful when we talk about this because guys, our daughters are getting, our daughter's getting older. Our kids are getting oh, older. Not mean girl. It's more because we weren't talking about mean girl. We're talking about how. We're not uh, giving a fuck. Yeah. So we were, our, we were noticing like Riley has had some like nonchalant attitude about some things. Like the girl doesn't have a lot of responsibilities. Okay. So. She's nine. She she's doesn't nine. need a lot of. No, and she's a kid, right? But she needs to put her shoes on, though. Yeah, no, but there's. They, we were noticing that things were compounding. Like she was forgetting her um, her mittens at school, like literally daily. She forgot a pair of boots at school for like three weeks. She wasn't bringing her cheer stuff to school, and then we found out that she had this big spelling test, and she brought in. She brought home the spelling test, and this was, to be fair. They were given the words without any preparation just to see where they were at before the studying started, just to that get like happens. basic knowledge. Right. And it, and she did not do very well. And um, she did not give a shit. She was literally like, I don't care. And we were like, what do you mean? And she's like, well, like it is. I, I suck at spelling. And we were like, OK. And so we I'm like, well, let's work on that. Like, let's do some stuff at home. So we started practicing. No, what? And, but what? she was she was <clears> like, oh. <throat> Like, I don't want to, like, I don't want to blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, you don't get to refuse the help that we're offering you when you come home with that mark. Like, it's unacceptable. And so it was like pulling teeth with her when I tried to help her study for the three days. And then we find out that her spelling test is literally tomorrow. Well, this was yesterday. And she was, I'm like, when's your spelling test? She's like, it was moved. I'm like, oh, perfect. She's, I'm like, to when? She's like, tomorrow, like giving her less time. And to us, we had to have a conversation because there was things that were compounding, but 
at the end of the day, we don't expect Riley to get 100% or 90s. Like there's going to be some topics and subjects that Riley just is not very good at. To be, we'll, to be clear, Riley has the same brain that I have. I cannot spell. Right. Worth and and again, shit. we don't care. Like we're happy to help you. What we hooked on phonics did not work for me. What we <laughs> really get frustrated with and what we were frustrated with is that there was no effort. There was a, a lack of caring. So we said to her, listen, like you come home, say you studied the whole night. So you're like, oh man, like I don't know any of these. You put in the effort and you still studied and you still didn't do well. I do not care. Like the fact that you were putting in the effort and the processes there and you cared about it. I could not give two shits if you got 20 out of 20 because you cared enough to study and you put the implement. Anyways, we're noticing, I guess this is the segue you were going with like children and then for sure teens, the lack of um, caring, like the lack of accountability because it's just kind of like doing the the bare minimum um, we're finding. And I definitely found that when I was teaching high school, like it was bare minimum. There was no accountability and I'm not going to get into teaching. It's, it is what it is. Oh, you're not a teacher anymore. No. And I, sorry, I want to, I want to um, reiterate, there's no accountability from the students, not the teacher, but it was really, it's really hard to teach these kids when you cannot enforce accountability and responsibility because they just do not care. And I don't, I don't know when this occurred because I graduated graduated high school in 2003, and if you missed your assignment, like if your assignment was due you on Thursday, failed. you failed. Mm-hmm. You couldn't hand it in on Friday and get a reduced mark. You couldn't hand it on Monday and get a reduced mark. You just didn't, you, you failed it. Now, and I, I believe at some point in time, they, they did that. They just say, okay, listen, if you're going to be late, here's, it's 5% each sure. day or and something along those fair. lines. And that's fair. But now it's moved to as long as it's done at the end by the end of the year, we will mark it as it was done. They on have time. to mark. They it. have to mark it. Yeah, and absurd. I do not understand the rationale behind that. How on earth does that help children post secondary? Yeah. How does that benefit <clears throat> us as a society to let children dictate when they hand things in? Well, this will go, we talked, um, I was was talking to my cousin this weekend and his wife is, um, in school to be, um, uh, OB. She is an OBGYN. Yeah. OBGYN. Current state. Right. And she is going to, um, specialize in, um, oncology. So she was telling us. Very fucking smart. Yeah. She's super smart, but she was telling us about. She speaks three languages. Her friend who is a doctor, who is a doctor as well. And she was saying that this doctor student, like a practicum or a placement, she was like leading her around all day, like doing her doctor duties, teaching, whatever. And then she was said to her student, like, go grab some lunch. We'll meet back here after the student doesn't return. Okay. And then she gets an email at the end of the day from the student saying, um, I thought that my skills uh, were better used in the library for research. So I'm not coming back today. Like, I'm, I'm sorry. What the fuck? Like, can you imagine if I was in, like when I went to post-secondary, when I was in university, if I was like, you know what? I don't really feel like doing any art history research right now. I think my skills would be better suited if I was like in a, in a gallery, just taking it all in. So I'm a, I'm a go. Like my, my professor would be like, see you later. That would be literally you're not getting the mark using your art analogy, which is a brilliant analogy. That would be like you going in 
and the and your and your professor saying, okay, today we're going to work with charcoal. And you say, you know what? I think my time would be better with paint. Making everyone happy on vacation isn't easy, but you know what is? Going to Aruba. All you have to do is walk out your door to find pristine pools, relaxing white sand beaches, and an island teeming with outdoor activities that'll put a smile on any face. You won't just feel great, you'll all feel great, filled with a calmer, more peaceful vibe that radiates Aruba's warmth. And the best part is, it never fades. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your family trip at aruba.com. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. So I'm going to politely fuck this and do this instead. I'm just going to paint instead because I think that's where my time is going to be better served. And the teacher would have no right to rebuttal. Like the teacher's like, uh, what am I going to do? Like, I, I, okay. There is something that has happened. And we talk about this on the podcast quite frequently. There is something that has happened in the most recent generation that has just flipped the script in terms of accountability and responsibility to a point where I actually don't think it exists anymore. We were having a conversation about going back to my dad's birthday. We went to a restaurant. We walked in. Now, now let me set this up very effectively. We made a last minute decision as a group of what was it? 12. Yeah. Of 12 to go out to a restaurant in the middle of the day. Shame on us. We did not have a reservation. We did not call ahead to secure a, a, uh, a table. We knew coming to the restaurant that there's a chance that we were going to have to wait, but, the, yeah. but, but we did it. The restaurant's so, like, like literally four minutes from where we were. We said, hey, this is the closest restaurant. Let's, let's go try there. It. So we walk in and to our surprise, it's empty. It's two 30, by it's the way. It's empty. Oh no, two, two. Nobody no, no, yeah. there. There's a couple people at the bar. There's one seat that's, that's being sat. And then there's a group of three women that come in right behind us. And the server comes up to us. She also happens to be the hostess. And she says, she counts the amount of people that were there. I think there was like six of us at the time. She said, six of you. And she says, actually, no, there's, there's 12 of us that are coming in. She, and I'm not even exaggerating. She huffed. Oh, <laughs> and I'm like, I looked at her and I'm like, hmm, that was strange. And then she no, said, yeah, and, and then you look no, at no, me and I look at you. I'm like, that's strange. And then she looks and she says, cause there's Riley and Cooper. They were the only kids that were there at the time with us. Is it only two kids? And we said, well, no, there's actually seven kids. And she sighed. She goes. <sighs> and so we were so thrown off. I, I said, and you said, I looked at Sorry. her square in the face, square in the face. Yeah. Sh- should we go somewhere else? Like, wh- were we putting out and, and hold on. We know that we were entering the restaurant without a reservation. So we said, like, should we go somewhere else? It is a group. Like, here's the opportunity. If you cannot accommodate, we are happy to go somewhere else. Like, and let's be very fine. clear. At the age of 14, I worked in a restaurant. Yeah. And I worked in the restaurant until I was 28 years of age. So I have a very, very high listening of the service industry and a ton of respect for people who are in the service industry. Yeah. This woman was and she did say this to us she said 
after oh. hu- after huffing and puffing and me literally saying should we go somewhere else like i was like am i am i offending you by being here yeah it was so uncomfortable it was so uncomfortable she said to me uh no and, and like rolling her eyes and like doing this with her eyelids i don't even know how you do that how i'm do you the only your one eyelids? here so I'm you're the, not yeah. going to get good service i'm the only one here so you're probably not going to get good service <laughs> and i was like now I've been the only one in a restaurant at closing time. I've been there right when I'm about to leave. And then a table comes in and you're like, Oh my God, I just wanted to leave. It's the middle of the afternoon, by the way. But it's in the middle of the afternoon. And it's not my fault that the restaurant cut everybody else and that she's the only and one on there. There's no and there's nobody else, else there. there. Okay. But hold on. So through all of these things, we're still not saying shit. We're still like, you know what? Let's still give her grace. Like in my mind, I'm like the fuck. Verbally, we haven't said anything. And we've been like, we were like, you know what? Like, thank you so much for taking us in. Don't worry about um, serving us right away. Like, we'll just grab some waters. Like, no rush. We're good. You can go handle them. Like, very accommodating. By the way, the service was great. It was. The and actual that's, service that's the was best great. part. We definitely won her over by the end. You were a big part of that. Like I, I said in the TikTok I made was you you really do kill people with kindness. And so here. Here is, I think, what we're talking about in this situation. Um, I am the type of person who will be kind to you until I'm not. Like, I will always show up with kindness, but I will match your energy. So if I show up with kindness multiple times, and I think there was like three strikes where finally I was like, fuck this. Like, I'm kind until I'm not. And that's a personal boundary that I have to put up to protect my peace. And this is what I have an issue with. So I was talking about this on TikTok and I honestly find it so flabbergasting. It I'm flabbergasted that people are so quick to defend the attitude of this server and label and weaponize the term Karen when all you're asking for is like basic respect and kindness. And all of a sudden now I'm like the audacity of me to ask that and put up a boundary is ludicrous. And I, I cannot stand when like this generation uses the term Karen just to fit their narrative. I'm I'm not a fucking Karen. If I was a Karen, I would have come in and been like, seat us now. I don't give a shit. No, we came in with kindness, but I'll match your energy. Yeah. There's this thing. And this is, this is the shift I was talking about. There's this like lack of responsibility. There's this lack of accountability. And there's this like la- general lack of respect to a point where when you request respect, which used to be a given, now you are labeled as a Karen entitled and entitled. And like, I, not that I read the comments cause you told me you, you turned your phone off, but you were sharing with me some of these comments. And then Jake was sharing some of the comments. The one thing that drives me nuts more than anything is when someone says, well, it must be nice that you're able to go out and have dinner. First and foremost, it is, <laughs> it is nice to go out and have dinner unless it's not. If you don't get the service that you are, ex- and I'm not saying like, our, our priorities are like, you have to like serve us. Like, I don't know, like you're at a fancy rest. All I request is like a smile on your face. I own a business. If I ever, and, and let's just be clear as a business owner, when you own something and a, a customer decides of all of the competition that's out there, when they choose you and your company to do whatever it is that you and your company do. When they choose you over your competition, there is a gratitude that exists there. It is a privilege to serve somebody. It is a privilege to own a business, to run a business, and have someone choose you in your business. If I ever had an employee 
that huffed because a customer came in to provide income for all of us in our, in the business that we created, that, that employee would not be an employee for our business anymore. I know that sounds harsh, but you fight tooth and nail marketing, socials, all of these things to bring people in. When people come in to give you what you, what you need to make the whole thing work and Mm -hmm. to have an employee kind of like huff and puff, Mm -hmm. like that would be a no, no bueno for me. The other thing is, um, this was always gets me is you never know what people are going through. Okay. That statement can be directed towards the customer. Can you imagine if we all just came from a funeral or a celebration of life and we're last minute just wanted to maybe like, you know, spend some time together. And this girl is like giving us all of this attitude that pisses me off so much because everybody's going through something and that does not give you the right. And that does not justify you to be an asshole. Okay. We all have bad days. Have you snapped on someone before? For sure. But you better check yourself because you don't know what they're going through either. And that argument irks me so much because it's only used as a cop out when you're being an asshole and someone's like, well, you never know what they're going through. No, I don't. And I'm not their therapist. And I did arrive with kindness and I did give grace until I didn't. And the other thing, and this, this goes back to the, it must be nice. So, (laughs) cause it, cause it drives me absolutely bonkers. I grew up in a world and in a family where you it was a privilege to go out for dinner. It was an event to go out for dinner. We only went out for birthdays or massive celebrations. It wasn't a daily thing. It certainly wasn't a weekly thing. And it definitely wasn't even a monthly thing. And, a reason, and the reason for that is because it costs a lot of money to go out. It's always less expensive, unless you live in Southern Ontario, Canada, it's always less expensive to go to the grocery store and make the food than it is to go out to a restaurant. When you make the conscious decision to go out to a restaurant, you know you're going to be paying three times the amount of money to make that same meal. But it is an experience. And shame on anyone for thinking that, hey, just because you're going out to a restaurant, you should be the, you're, it must be nice. You have no idea. This might be the only time of the year that we even go out to a restaurant. Yeah, you, again, you don't know what you people are going no through. You have no idea. We've been looking forward to this. It's my dad's 69th birthday. We all are getting together. We're in the greatest of moods and we walk in the door to do something that we haven't done all year as a family. And you give us that kind of experience. And I don't know what it is about this generation. And I truly, truly, truly believe that years from now, they'll do enough research to find out that COVID is what fucked everybody up. Oh, easily. So especially this generation and this, and I mean, this generation of workers, it, it, COVID had to have something to do with this. Somebody, somebody wrote, and I can see by her profile picture that she is of the generation we're speaking out. This is a literal comment verbatim. She wrote, if you worked in the industry, because in my TikTok video, I said, I, my husband, and I worked in the industry for a very long time. We know that we get it. Like sometimes you're the only one there. It's about delivery. Had she had told us like, you know what? I'm actually the only one here today. Like, do you mind um, just waiting a little bit? It's about how you speak to somebody. Okay. Hold on. Huff does not work, by the way. So she wrote, this girl wrote, (gasps) this girl writes, if you worked in the industry, then you would have known that's her downtime. Yes, it's her job. But 15 people at two, I was like, her, her downtime? Is this a fucking joke? It's her job. Your downtime is your 15 minute break that you're allotted. Do you think a nurse is like, you know what? Oh, you came in with a broken femur. 
fuck this. It's my downtime. So you're just going to have to sit in pain because it's not the busy time right now. And I'm not going to serve you. I'm not going to fix you. Are you joking? So let's talk about the industry because we do have experience in the industry. <laughs> I honestly thought that was a joke. I was like, is this satire? Being the over, the only server at two o'clock means you're working a split shift. Split shift means you work the lunch and you, and you work your way into the dinner until, until the dinner staff is ready to take over dinner. And then you pop out. You are the last line of defense, the only line of defense at two o'clock. I am well aware of that. They probably cut people. Maybe someone called in sick. You're there by yourself. I am well, well, well aware of that. I also know that as a server, your livelihood depends on tables coming in there. If you really, truly want to be a server in the world of servers and just be clear, when I, when I started in the restaurant industry, I started as a host. I moved into the salad area. I moved onto the line. I moved into the expediter. And then finally, after years of working those jobs, that also has a lot to do with the fact that you can't serve until you're 19. Uh, after years and years of doing that, I finally got moved into a server. And just to be very clear, I was 23 years of age by the time I became a server. Every single person that works in a restaurant wanted to be a server. Why? Because the servers made tips. Mm-hmm. Servers made tips. They made less than minimum wage and it offset, but it didn't offset. We can all say this. It didn't offset. You were making more money than everybody else in the entire restaurant and your livelihood depended on people walking in the door. Yes. In my head, I'd be like, you fucking assholes walking in on a split shift at two o'clock, 15 people. That's what you I said. motherfuckers. In my head, of course, I'd or say that. Not you know even, what I wouldn't do? I wouldn't sigh. It, not even in your head. You, you say that in your head, then you go back to the kitchen, to, to anyone. And you say, fuck these guys. Like, that's what you do. You can talk about me behind my back. I get it. But you don't talk to me about that. That's just like across the board. And so everyone's all huff and puffy because we didn't make a reservation. Could we have for sure? But let me tell you, this is another really good point. Do you know how many places don't take reservations? A lot. A lot. And we gave them the opportunity. If they can accommodate, we're happy to go. Like no there worries. Was, there was four restaurants, uh, literally within within, within the walking same plaza. distance that we could have gone to and matter. wanted to go to. Either way, at the end of the day, if you were the server and you were listening to this podcast, which I don't think you were, no. and I don't think you are, but if you were, your service was phenomenal. She was amazing at the end. Thank and- you very much for the excellent service. Once you got over the fact that we were there. Mm-hmm. I will just give you one little public service announcement. Keep your inner thoughts inner mm-hmm. and don't huff, don't puff, don't roll your eyes, don't bat your eyes in front of a customer. It doesn't sit well with them. And I will say this, had we not had the amount of experience that we've had in the industry, had we not known that it was two o'clock, had we not known that we were in the middle of our split shift, had we not all known all of those, I would have been like, where's your goddamn manager? Mm-hmm. And I would have been a Karen mm-hmm. because that performance was unacceptable. And anybody who is coming to the defense of that, shame on you. You're, you're missing the mark here. You're missing the mark. I agree. And this generation is missing the mark entirely, whether it's our kid just not caring. Yeah. You all oh, caring and caring. I know. We I know. Do something. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's yeah. We, we should do something. Anyways, yeah. is there anything else you want to add? I think to that? that's it. <laughs> Guys. Cheers. I know that there are, I know that there are some people that are, we, we see it on our Instagram. There are some people who listen to this that are not in relationships that are not married, that do not have kids that are younger. And they say, Hey, you know, you guys are funny. We still like you. We still love listening to you just please. And I have a feeling if you listen to this podcast, you're probably not one of those people anyways. No, but no. if you are, or if you know those people, just tell, just tell your friends, like stop being a dick. Yeah. 
Cheers. Cheers. Peace out. Hey, Tim. Boop, 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 boop. I, 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 I,